Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash us slash get QR code. This is episode number 150 with our guest, Michael Marcial. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing. Hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Well, hey there. Thank you for joining in. You're tuned right into the Hidden Entrepreneur Show, episode 150. I am your host, Josh Carey. And here we are celebrating together. Our guest today bills himself as just a regular dude. Well, this regular dude is specifically responsible for helping me become the Hidden Entrepreneur, in fact. Back in January 2018, I reached out to him via Facebook Messenger just to see if there might be a way we could work together somehow. We scheduled a time to speak, and neither one of us had any real plan or agenda for that first call, but the course of my life changed drastically from that call and by working with Michael Marcial. Among other things, he's created the logo for this very show and was my guest on episode number one, number 50, episode number 100, and here we are celebrating episode 150. Let's get right into this. It is the five-figure work week, regular dude himself, Michael Marcial. What is doing? Josh Carey in the house, 150. We are recording this thing. It's it's real. Um, man, I said this before uh, before we started recording here, but man, super proud of uh, your journey and just really taking this on. Um, seeing how people are responding to your content and how you show up has been uh, incredible, um, but not surprising. So here we are, 150. Um, we got 200, 250, you know, 850. 5,000, you know, we're, we're, I'm just there for the ride. I'm just here to, to have fun with you, Josh. Well, thank you. Let's extract what you just said. Uh, I, first of all, I appreciate all that, especially saying um, you're seeing how people are reacting to my content and how I'm showing up. You know my story. You tuning in know my story. I spent 40 plus years showing up, but not as myself, showing up very reserved, in hiding, hiding all of my power, my talent and ability in exchange for seeking the approval of others. Very tiring, very exhausting. So Michael, what is it about like getting somebody to really just choose 
and decide to show up as themselves. Why do we do it? Why don't we do it? What do we need to know about doing it? Oof. Okay. So I'm just going to dive in real. This is my true thought um, is that when we, when we don't show up as ourselves, um, I believe it's because we're not really that excited about what we see. You know, we're not, we're not thrilled about the person that we are um, or that we perceive ourselves to be um, or our results or, you know, the external stuff. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, I've not met a person that isn't like the most fascinating individual, uh, you know, of all time. I think we all have these incredible stories and lives and experiences, and even if they're not necessarily the most positive or uplifting experiences that we've had. Um, they shape who we are and they're fascinating and there's a lot of power um, just locked inside some of those stories. So for me, um, that's, that, that might be a little bit of projection on, on my part because I look back at my own history and I'm like, man, well, who am I to share my story? Who am I to get on a podcast or who am I to start a podcast or get on stage or to fill in the blank, fill in the blank with anything else that we could ever do. And, uh, and so at least I know that's true for myself. And so on the flip side of that, I think when we actually dive into what makes us tick, like who are we as people for real, um, paired with um, the understanding of what else is out there, that other people, the people that we see on stage, people that we see on screen, the people that we see killing it online, all of those people are regular people. All of them are normal. All of them have stories like we do. They might be different stories, but we all have the stories. We all have the, the same, you know, life, life happens to us sometimes. And when we realize that, when we dive into our own story and realize, oh my gosh, here's my real story. And oh my gosh, everyone else is the same. Then there's a power in knowing that maybe if this regular dude, if that regular dude can do this thing, then maybe I can too. What was your version of the story? For me, I spent, like you alluded to, uh, I spent um, many decades um, hiding my real power and ability because I felt that if I showed it, the other person would feel inadequate, insecure, uh, incapable because of what mm. they see me doing. Oh my wow. goodness, I don't want to be that person. But yeah. even more so, if I became that person in the eyes of them, they would retaliate in some way and I didn't feel strong enough to protect myself. So I had visions of if somebody saw me doing something quite well, that they would say, excuse me, who do you, who do you think you are to do something? Mm. You know, and then shoot me down. And so I just kept myself out of harm's way so what was your version when there was the struggle versus the, you know, line of success for you? Um, you know, it actually came in the word action. So for me, I was seeing a lot of people out there doing amazing things. You know, they were launching their podcast or their course, their coaching program, their webinars, their Facebook groups, uh, their books, their, you know, whatever it was, they were, they were doing these really amazing things. And I hadn't done it yet. And so in order to do those things, I was learning from them. I would, I would buy their courses. I would go to their seminars. I would, you know, join their Facebook groups. I'd read their books. I'd do these things, take the, the gold from it and try applying it for myself. 
Um, it, it, I, I won't say it never, but it didn't work. Um, fo following all of the advice and, and whether it was, you know, the story of whether it's, you know, valid, like the, the information was like, here's what actually worked to create my success or, you know, I've not done it, but here's theory. I'm going to tell you some theories on how it should be done. Whether or not it, it was valid or factual information, I was still taking it and applying it. And I, I noticed one thing, I was investing a lot of time, a lot of money, um, and I, ultimately I was consuming a lot of other people's content. That in turn was, was paying, paying these people. Um, yet I wasn't winning with the information. I wasn't, there was no transformation to speak of by having done all this stuff. And so I was really frustrated. I was really frustrated about three-ish, three and a half years ago. Um, I was about a year into this, this journey, year and a half into this journey, you know, hitting my rock bottom um, and trying to kind of edge my way back up. And so here I am trying to do all this stuff that all the, all the pros tell me to do, and it wasn't quite working. And so I had to get real about some things. One was I had to get real about the fact that I wasn't creating anything. Right. One of the major differences was that I wasn't creating. I was consuming the creation of other people. Right. That's where their success was coming from. I, I didn't realize that I was just buying their course, buying their seminar, going to their thing, getting on the webinar, doing the stuff, getting the freebie on their email list, doing the things. And that was feeding them. Mm. Okay? And nothing wrong with that. But I didn't see it. I didn't get it until I was like, wow, what if I created that other people could consume that could actually and actually help them? What could I do? And I had to get real. I was like, you know what? What if, what if this person that I keep buying their, you know, their next course is just a regular person doing their best to help other people? Um, isn't that like me? Isn't that who I am? I, I might not have a huge audience, right? But isn't that what I'm all about? But I'm not creating. And so I had to get into out of, out of consumer mode. And I go, I, I tend to go pretty extreme with things. I stopped reading books. I stopped going to events, um, which I went to a ton of events at the time. Um, I just, I stopped consuming. I stopped watching people's live videos. I stopped using social media as much. And I, I unplugged my brain from everything else that I was saying so that I could collate my thoughts and then create something awesome based on what I feel would work. Um, and so the word is action. For me, I had to take action and create something that I felt like, like was, was valuable and would actually move the needle for people. And so I had to disconnect from everything else so that I was uh, in a vacuum, so to speak, so that I could get my thoughts together long enough to understand my person, right? What would actually help them? What would serve them? Oh my gosh, a Facebook group would actually help me kind of bring everybody together and help them. So I can, I can just say the thing once and it's in a Facebook group and everyone gets a little piece of that. Uh, you know what would really help? Doing a mastermind would really help. You know, speaking a lot. I, I didn't think about speaking a whole lot, but... Hey, now that's on the on the docket. Uh, you know, higher level one on one programs like all of that just came from understanding my person better and then creating what that looked like. That is that fascinating. What I'm hearing at its core sounds like identity. Because when you were consuming all of this from those people, it seems like that there was an identity disconnect. You are who you thought you were, and they're over there who they are. They're different. And only up until you could get to identify yourself as them, which doesn't need to be or can't be in that regard, only then would you be able to be successful. So you kept on this perpetual wheel 
But then at some point you said, wait a minute, they are regular. They're people. I am people. I am regular. Why aren't I? They're not special. And this is so applicable to every person tuning in, hearing this right now. You're capable. You are ready. Like me, I spent many years huddled in a corner, frustrated and angry and miserable because I happened to know darn well what I was capable of, seeing everybody else do it, but I was just scared out of my mind to take action because I feared all this stuff, retaliation and all this stuff, but I knew what I was capable. I believe you listening also know exactly what you're capable of, translating into you know what you should be doing right now. Do you believe that there's something, Michael, that's like um, a false sense of action, that we live behind our fear, but we'll research, we'll learn, we'll watch, we'll discover, and give ourselves this false sense that, well, I'm, I'm working towards that goal, or I'm still working on it, but really, are you? Yeah, fear. You're, you're, you're absolutely right, man. There's, um, you know, sometimes we get, we get in that, uh, you know, the, the busy phase, not the productive phase, Mm. you know, and, and the busy stuff is, um, if, if we, if we, if we can just name this for a second, busy versus productive, busy is comforting. It's easy, right? It's easy to hang out on your phone for 10 hours a day you know, researching and looking up articles and watching YouTube videos and all this stuff. But it goes back to the core of being a human. You know, as a human, we, we have every aspect of our brain power is, is, is geared um, naturally to keep us safe. And if we were to go out of our cave, prehistoric days, that is no longer safe. Now we have jaguars. Now we have bears. Now we uh, can fall off a cliff. Now we can drown in the river. You know, now we get diphtheria as we're fording the river with our oxen, you know, like uh, all of those things can happen when we're outside of the comfort zone. And so it's natural for us to to not only stay busy, but to tell ourselves that we're being productive. It's a lie so that we stay safe so that we stay safe. Um, And so when we think of it in those terms, we already know all of the Instagram memes out there that tell us <laughs> that growth doesn't happen in our comfort zone. And it's very true. I mean, not the growth that we want to see. I grew, trust me, I grew in my comfort zone. I was in my comfort zone for a good year. I put on, you know, gosh, I'm currently, uh, I'm down 20 pounds from when I, you know, five years ago. And, uh, and I put on more muscle mass to my body in a different way. We're now growing in a different way. And I'm not, I'm not, you, you said I was jacked earlier, but I, I, I would never be anybody's bodyguard, by the way. I just see um, it as I call it. <laughs> just, you, you just know what you're, you just know. Yeah. Um, so, so fear and safety, um, you know, so when we're trying to grow, when we're trying to do something for real here. Um, we have to understand that everyone else goes through the same things. Everyone else has, you know, issues with their significant other. Every, you know, everyone else has issues with their, uh, sleep schedule or their eating or um, uh, procrastination or all the, the things that you've ever gone through. There's plenty of people that are um, still active, still creating that are, are, are also dealing with those things. And so when we know those things, the question then becomes, well, why not us? Mm. You know, and so I, I put the, the cart before the horse, actually. I had a theory and didn't test it. I had a theory that everyone else was regular and was going through 
similar um, things as me, entrepreneurial depression. I thought I was the only one for the longest time until I jumped on a call with someone that I viewed as successful. And they broke down and told me about all the things that they were going through personally um, that bled into their business, but they were still out there doing it. You know how powerful that was just to see somebody like myself, but I, I put them here. You know what I mean? I was like, oh my gosh, well, if we're the same and you're here, then what's my excuse for staying here? Yeah, you know? I'm like literally getting the chills because this is so powerful. I'm at a point in my life where I lived that mentality and it also connects to what I said I'm hearing from your story is um, identity and, um, you know, or, or the lack thereof for yourself. And I, I identified myself um, four decades of my life that kept me down. And once you believe something about yourself uh, until you change that belief, it's going to be very hard to, to break it and get out of it. But for myself to really bring a, call it a spiritual side or a, um, whatever side you want to call it, um, I, especially through my children who, if you've been following me for any length of time, you know that they're my everything, they're my reason, um, they, they've helped me find a better path to where I am today, uh, I also realize that life, even in its best case scenario, is over in a blink of an eye for all of us, which, which ties into what we're saying here. There are no people here and we're here. And if only I could, it's like everybody's got the same problems, the same wants, the same needs, the same struggles, the same time here on earth. We are all just spinning around this silly thing called earth, trying to do our darn best until it's all over. That's what I needed to get real for myself to say, mm. well, wait a minute, why am I even wasting energy on this nonsense? And everything becomes nonsense when you put it like that, because for better or worse, best or worst case scenario, do what you're going to do one way or another, it's done, right? So find what's important for you. Dang. Okay. Well, um, episode over. Okay. Well, we're complete there. Josh, <laughs> nailing this thing, dude. It's like, but there's so much truth in that. And so when we, you know, if you've ever, and, and some of you listening to this are past or feel like you've gotten past that point where it's like, you know what? I was consuming for a long time. I wasn't taking action. I was afraid. I had all these things. And, but now I feel like I'm, I'm doing it. Um, I'm actually creating, I've got, I've got my things, I've got my podcast, I've got my courses of my Facebook group, my, whatever it is that you, that you, that you're doing or done. Um, but you know, the coolest thing is that I don't think that the game ever stops really ever. I think, you know, we're here on this planet. Um, we work on ourselves. We identify some things that maybe we can get better at. Um, you know, for some of us, that means hiring on a coach to help us through skill sets, bringing on a mentor to help us through strategies bringing on, um, you know, professional that can help us with our, our mindset. Um, you know, there's all, all these really cool ways that we can, we can always be chipping away and improving um, so that we can see better and better results in our personal and professional lives. Um, and so it's really cool to see the, the trend, you know. Um, I think there's a reason why the average CEO reads, you know, 50 plus books a year. Um, it's because there, you know, there's a mindset of growth there. And it's not growth just because I learned another piece of information. I don't believe growth comes from that. I believe that there's a need for someone, you know, for example, if I have a need to learn a specific skill, I can then acquire that, that, that knowledge enough to be able to practice that skill. If there's a mindset, 
that needs to shift. I believe there's uh, an opportunity out there, whether it's a book, a course, hiring someone, going to an event, whatever it is, that can allow that mindset piece to shift. So um, the reason I say that is because as much as I wanted to believe this in the past, and this is just getting real because I, I have a feeling there's somebody listening or watching that this could apply to, I always felt like at some point, when I, when I hit six figures, when I hit multiple six figures, when I speak on stage, you know, X number of times, when I fill in the blank, I will be satisfied. I will be happy. I will be the ideal version of myself. And I think what ends up happening is because we're entrepreneurs and we are relatively driven people, I believe that carrot is always on the stick. Mm. And so when we reach that six figures, we crack that hundred thousand and one dollars. The carrots now in the future, it's in, it's out of, it's out of reach. And, and I had to get over this. This is just my thing. I had to get over the fact that like, I can be satisfied to a certain point, say I, I can celebrate, I can enjoy the fact that, you know, I've hit this milestone or this cool thing has happened, or we reached some, some, you know, modicum of success and to know that it's, there's more. Um, I I've always looked at it as like, there's no, it's almost like there's no timeout. I was always looking for the timeout. I was always looking for like, I, I had some dream of like, you know, I was just going to take a year off when I hit the the goal and I was just going to, you know, just whatever that looked like for me. And so I had to get past the point of understanding that it was always going to be a, a, a tr- you know, a tr- I'm just going to be trudging along. I'm always going to be working, working, working. When I, when I started to understand how in love I was with what I was doing and when I understood the fact that this is a forever journey that I'm choosing to do, when I understood that I'm here and I'm actually serving people and, um, and people are doing really cool things, you're at 150 episodes, you're doing amazing things. This, this fills me up. And so when I realized that my, my, uh, my ideal thing out there was kind of garbage and that I was actually living my ideal life now, um, that whole thing changed. And the only reason I'm sharing that is, is for the people that are striving, 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 hoping that, you know, they hit the, the magic number and everything changes. And so the coolest thing is that we're, we are actively, we're living people's dreams right now. You know, there's that person that wishes they had the side hustle, like, like so-and-so watching, or they wish they had quit corporate and, and went all in on their thing. They wish that they came out of hiding, you know, finally, and they, they are themselves. They're true and authentic to who they are. They're looking at us, even if we would call ourselves a two out of 100, racking their brain as, as to how they went from zero to two. You know, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing, but, uh, and I'm not sure where that rant came from, Josh, but there's, there's something in that, I think. Oh, absolutely. Let's double back to what I mentioned on the intro, which is uh, two years ago, I went back to our, um, our, our, our messenger stream, which is still wow. I- intact. And um, it, it was that uh, January, so it's almost two years ago from the time of this recording, uh, where I reached out, you know, a, a standard, you see somebody in a group you're in and you're like, oh, he'd be kind of cool to get to know. So I reached out and said, hey, I'm not sure what, but this is who I am, this is what I do. Maybe uh, we should connect. And you were up for it. And I remember afterwards, we both admitted, like, we didn't know what was going to come of that first phone call, but something did, which is in line with everything I love to do today. Just keep yourself open and aware for opportunities without 
predetermining or defining where they could or should go. And that was the premise for even starting episode one of this show was, I don't really know where it's going to go, but I can have an idea, but I'll figure it out as I go and hope uh, that I can put something together from it. And here we are, extraordinarily so. Uh, so in less than two years of our working relationship, I think it's no secret, we've become uh, close and we've spent um, a lot of close time together in person, um, uh, personally, professionally, business, doing events together, uh, attending each of our other events, which has been extraordinary. Uh, that's, you know, that, that's just something that um, I, I value tremendously. But now let's take us to current day. Uh, we are less than a month away from not your very first event, right? But your very first event of this kind. Is that true? It very much so is true. Yeah. And you, you know, yes, we've spent some really amazing time together. It's been really great. And yeah, so as of the recording of this, of, you know, this event, we're 26, 25 days away from, from, you know, the event. Um, And, you know, this is the coolest thing. So, you know, to tie actually maybe full circle with this thing. um, I'm just going to get real. If if we, I don't know if you want that, Josh, but uh, we're going to go there. So three and a half years ago, okay. Three and a half years ago, I, I, I started to turn the leaf over. I was like, you know what? I'm consuming a lot. I'm creating a little bit, creating a little bit. Things started to work in my business. And I got this, this idea to do an event. Um, and I wanted it to be different than anything else that was out there. And I put the details together. I, I rounded up some speakers. Um, I chose a date. Um, and it's funny because I, I, I saw this speaking of messenger. I saw this in my, in, in my messenger history with, uh, with another contact of mine. And it was about three year, three and a half years ago. Um, and the event itself, I was severely underprepared for. Um, I was actually, again, I was going off of, of hearsay of, of how to put an event together and how simple it was. And, you know, you make billions of dollars and it's all these things. So I, I put the details together and I realized I was severely um, underprepared for this. And, um, you know, Gosh, at that point, it was maybe six weeks out from the event. I had these amazing speakers lined up, and I had to message them and just and just tell them like, "Hey, we have two people registered for this thing. I don't think it's going to happen." Hmm. You know, so I had to cancel the event. Ugh. and it's it's it, it it was the worst because I was building relationships with these people, and it was it was you know going well. And so we canceled the event. And the reason why I share that is because now three and a half years later. Um, I've been more in creation mode, more in serving, serving and, and, and serving and serving and more and more and more people to the point where it was like a must to get people. I mean, we've experienced what it's like just for the two of us to just be in person. You know, I got a chance to come out to Las Vegas to your, to your event. Um, you've come to the mastermind out here. It's been, it's been awesome. And things grow from that. Our relationship has grown to the point where I mean, gosh, like, I don't know another show that I've been on this many times. You know what I mean? Four. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is crazy. One, 50, 100, and 150. That's, that's, that's a quattro. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this. This is, this is how it kind of works. And it wouldn't have happened if I didn't start getting into creation mode 
right? It wouldn't have happened if you weren't in, in creation mode. If we weren't interested in growth, we wouldn't have seen the opportunity before us, you know, to connect in all these, in all these cool ways. And so um, now here we are present day, um, putting on what I'm calling the event of the years, because it's literally on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, um, for uh, some amazing entrepreneurs. Like I'm looking at the people registering for this thinking, are they coming to my event? Are they really registering for my event? These guys, a lot of these attendees could step on stage um, very confidently and do an amazing, amazing job. And so it's just a testament to the fact that like, hey, I am the most regular. I'm a normal person. But yet, um, but yet we can put on an event and have a hundred people to, to the Salt Lake area. Um, you know, th- it's just one of those things where, gosh, like, I just want to showcase how normal I am. A lot of the content I put out there, I think is, is very normal. It's very typical, yeah. but I just want to show people that like, Hey, I, I can do this. And if I can, and you have more skill set, more experience, more, 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 whatever, then you can do this too. So, yeah. So the event's coming up and. Everything about it is just highly unlikely. Right. So now let me take that and parlay that into um, the name of, like you said, the name of the event is called Unlikely. That's the, it's, it's a conference, right? It's, uh, uh, and it's called Unlikely. And it takes place, like you said, over two of the most unlikely dates which is not exclusively the reason for the title, but uh, we're going to dissect all of that and how it's applicable to every person listening. Uh, mm-hmm. the, um, the event is called Unlikely, takes place New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Uh, and, and I love the tagline, the event of the years. Absolutely perfect. Uh, but uh, before I get your, um, your details on that, um, when I was at your mastermind probably eight months ago, from today, um, we had, a, I mean, it was so great, right? Uh, outside of all of that, I remember you and I were, um, were sort of debriefing uh, a lot afterwards. And um, one of the things you said to me was, uh, so what's next for you? Like, like really, what is, what's on the agenda here? What's next? And I, I took a leap of faith instead of trying to impress or trying to say something, I turned it around and I said, I'm not sure. What do you see? What do you see for me? I, I, I respect you. Um, before I say anything, where do you see me best going? Uh, and you, you gave me some great input. But one of the things you said eight months ago, whenever that was, you said, but I'll tell you this, if I ever run an event, you're going to emcee the event. And I, I've never emceed an event, uh, and I didn't quite know what that meant, but I knew theoretically, it's like, oh, wow, that sounds kind of cool. I, I, I guess you're seeing something that I'm capable of to fill that kind of role. And I don't know if you had the idea for the event then, but lo and behold, a few months ago, when it was time, you reached out and you said, well, I'm putting on an event, and I'd like to invite you to be the MC." So that is um, pretty cool, and thank you for that. You're absolutely right, man. I mean, anybody that watches this show, anybody that's listening to this show, um, you know that, um, Josh, you have an amazing and uncanny ability to, to host. Um, you Not only are you hosting, and I want to get real with this, real deep with this, because I don't think a lot of people understand 
when we're just listening, when we're just in the, in the consumption of this show, you're, you're not only hosting the, the, this podcast, but you're also extracting all the gold nuggets from it that myself, your guest doesn't even usually say out loud. And there it's, it's an unbelievable ability to have output and input almost at the same time you're hosting and yet you're absorbing everything. And then you're re you know, resurfacing the gold that otherwise would have fallen to the bottom. And so I recognize that. And yeah, eight months ago, what was it? March. Um, yeah. February, March. Yeah. March. Yeah. Um, you know, one of those things where I was just like, man, you know, you were like, so what do you see for me? I'm like, well, this is one of those things because, you know, I think in the MC and in, in hosting an event, um, and being somebody that is integral in kind of weaving in and out of, um, you know, speakers and breaks and lunch and recognizing where the crowd is, like, does the audience need something different? And, um, and the logistical details and, 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 and it takes input output. Mm. It takes that level, a, a very high level. And so I was like, you know, there's nobody else. I mean, you're the first, you're the first person I'm asking, mm. you know? and so. Um, you know, I, I was, you know, I don't know where else to, what else to say about that, but there's a real power in what, in what you possess. Okay. And, uh, and it's, it's undeniable. I think that's why people are listening here. This is why you have 150 episodes. Um, this is why it's, it's, it continues to grow. This is why all of the other things that you've got going on, um, are successful and attracting amazing people, uh, because you, you're playing at that level. Um. So anyway, yeah, well, thank you. I, I'm super stoked. I'm super stoked. This yeah. is going to be something that literally changes people's lives and in a way that most other events can't. Mm. Um, and I, I, I have confidence in saying that because no other event has um, the makeup, uh, the structure, the bones of what we've put into this. Um, I love that. So, I, I thank you for all of that. And uh, mm. obviously excited to, um, to be part of it and to fill that role. Um, but now let's talk about um, the actual event itself that you've created. It's called Unlikely. And I see a couple of parts with this. First, whenever I tell anybody where I'm going to be, when they're like, hey, what are you doing for New Year's? You got New Year's plans? I'm like, yes, in fact, I do. I'm emceeing an event, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. You know the reaction. They're like, what are they, out of their minds? Yeah. Who's, who's <laughs> doing what? What? So, so that in and of itself fulfills unlikely. It's an unlikely set of dates, but also, and we've had conversation about this, it also speaks of the person who's involved and who's attending and who it attracts. All of us really, when we break it down, are, are an unlikely person to have achieved any level of the success, right? Is that sort of the frame of thinking that that fulfills a hundred percent. Absolutely. You know, unlikely dates, unlikely people, unlikely speakers, um, everything about it. Uh, you know, I, I was telling somebody just a couple months ago, I was like, yeah. So, um, somebody had, had sent me a message and they were like, you know, I haven't found another event like this that runs on new year's Eve. I ha also haven't found another event like this that runs on new year's day. I haven't found another event that does both of those days. And to to sum this up, there's not another event that spans two different decades like yeah, we do. Yeah, and uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of interesting firsts, um, all wrapped into one event. And you know, I think 
looking back at my own story, New Year's Eve, for a lot of reasons, and more of which I'll share um, come event time, have been really impactful. And I think they're impactful for a lot of entrepreneurs out there that, you know, look at New Year's Eve as like, hey, we're, we're, we're ending this era this, this year. And New Year's Day is like the fresh start to the next everything. And um, why not get together with 100 other people that are badasses that are doing amazing things, um, finish the year out incredibly powerfully, and turn around and start the next year, and, and in this case, the next decade, just as powerfully. You know, I mean, there's, there's nothing else I would rather be doing with my, my 10 to 5 p.m., uh, than that. We still have time to go out if you want to go, you know, to the bars or to the parties or to the whatever, or stay home, you know, whatever it is. There's still plenty of that. And, um, and you know, we're not starting dreadfully early. So it's like, it gives you the opportunity for so much. Um, and I just want to, I want people to see and I want people to know that all of that's possible. This is what I, I love about it. Going back to the, uh, think about the original initial reaction that I know you get and you know and you understand the person, the people, even somebody watching, figure out how this relates to everything you do and everything you see in your world, whether it's, uh, you know, not, not this specific thing, but relate it to your version of this. So you tell somebody, uh, I'm attending, I'm hosting, I'm putting on, there's somebody who's doing an event, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. What's the original gut reaction? No way, can happen, you're out of your mind, get out of my face. That's yeah. the instinctual reaction. But now, take a breath, see it for what it is, take a step back, it is happening, it's a success, it's possible, it could happen, uh, it will happen. So now, do you want to reevaluate what you just said and why you said it? Mm. Now, for everybody listening, we all, day to day, we have these moments where we see something, hear something, feel something, and our, uh, and our instinctual gut reaction is, nope, no way, can't work, it won't work, it never works like that, it doesn't work that way, it shouldn't work that way. You think that's beneficial or not? Mm, this is deep. I love it. I love it. You know, here's if, if we want to take this a little deeper, a little bit deeper and maybe even more personal. So um, I, I end up being a private, a more private kind of person. Um, I don't I don't share a whole lot usually about my personal life. Um, and that's just for a reason. It's, it takes a lot of time to do that. And I'd rather... People just see the cool things. And I do talk about the hard things. I don't usually keep too much of that stuff a secret. But, um, you know, there is a word, there's uh, a message that uh, I felt very strongly about myself. You know, you, you ever have that, that time where it's just like, gosh, I really need, I get to do this. So it, it levels me up. There's, um, you know, there's a reason why I think this event becomes really special, at least for me, because. I had to ask myself the question, who would show up to that? You know, I had the, the same journey of like, gosh, like, am I, am I biting off more than I can chew? Is this something people want to come to? And of course I did polls. I asked people, I, you know, I spread it that way. And uh, the answer was yes. If I could believe that Michael one that you, that you have some successes in your life that I would want to attain. And two, um, that I also know that you're relatable, that you're like me. And that I could do that. I would show up to that party. And so that was really clear to me. 
And yet I, I'm not the person that usually talks about the successes. I'm not usually the person that does those things. And so early on, I had a, a semi-close relationship, um, uh, uh, somebody I've, I've gone to different events with and we've, we've hung out, he's a good guy, like we've connected entrepreneurs. And um, when I first told him, this is the thing that really hit me. He was like, wow, um, I don't know if that's such a great idea. Um, like uh, who would, I, I don't think anybody's gonna show up to that. And, but I guess that would make sense like, you know, in, for somebody like you. And I was like, oh, well, who's like somebody like me? What does that mean? Because this is great feedback. And he's like, yeah. well, I don't know. Like I, we hang out, I've seen you at the events and I, I've, uh, you know, I, I, that's all I really know. We're not like super close friends, right? But he's like the, a really good avatar for the average person I think that knows of me online, especially. And uh, he was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if, I don't really, I guess I don't really know what you bring to the table. And so this is recent. And so I was like, wow, I need to really own this. I really need to own this because if, if this person who I've spent more time than, than, than a lot of other people that I would just come in contact with, if he's got this feedback, then, then where am I at for real? Like, and who am I really serving by, by playing small and being private and doing these things? So, you know, people ask me why I included, um, you know, time, time to hang out at my, at my home. And it's because I'm, I'm really, I'm trying to open some things up and it's not like, I mean, you've been there. It's not like a, it's not a mansion. Um, but the property itself is really cool. Um, there's, you know, there's space and the views and, um, it, it's my space and, and I want people to be able to see what that really looks like. And, uh, we, we ended up over the last couple of weeks, um, shooting about 25 different videos that kind of goes into my day-to-day -day stuff and what that really looks like and, and how and why my, my calendar is filled with amazing podcasts like this and calls with phenomenal potential clients and uh, traveling and you know all the cool stuff that comes, comes up day-to-day. -day. Because I, want, I really want to show people what this can look like to show off who you really, not show off, but to, to express who you really are um, to the world and to see what the result can be. That it's not scary if you're just willing to just uncloak for a second, demask for a second, and wow, could people really love that? Wow, could people really show up on the most unlikely dates ever and and it still be successful? And so here I am really in you know in a in an interesting way, um uncovering another layer, I feel like. It's it's another layer. You know, the hidden entrepreneur is a really great, like, I feel like there's another layer of fog being removed, even where I'm now emerging even more. And I think that's really cool. I want to show people what that really looks like. This is vulnerable for me, you know, to show, show people what my life looks like and talk more about this guy, which I'm, I'm usually adverse to doing. So um, anyway, there's a, there's a ton of information, I think, packed into this little thing. And that same person, we actually had a conversation um, yesterday we had a good 30 minute conversation he's like he's now interested in coming he he, uh, he lives up in toronto he's he's thinking about coming down to it he's like wow it look it really looks like this thing's working it's taken off i think i understand a little bit more and so you're absolutely right when we're when we're okay getting the feedback and yet pressing on anyway those people that gave us the the, the most critical feedback they're just left watching you know and then they become our biggest advocate so um, there's a lot of power in just being real, taking action, understanding people are going to have their own thoughts and feelings, but it has nothing to do with, with you and, uh, and, and pressing on moving forward anyway.
Brilliant. Let's talk about something we both inadvertently brought up, which is the ability and really the necessity to receive honest and open feedback, right? Because this is, it's got to be when it works best, uh, a, a feedback loop here where you're doing something and you're getting or, and, and or aware because you are always getting feedback. Even silence is feedback and no answer. Absolutely. Right. Uh, a return phone call or lack thereof, a reply to an email or lack thereof. It's all feedback. So you have to know how to process. And that's really what we do on a conscious and subconscious level, right? Just all this feedback is coming our way. But something I did several months ago in person with you during the mastermind, you said, so what's next? And I put all my pride and ego aside. And I said, I, I, I don't know. You tell me, what do you see? And, you know, th there was the environment to be open and honest, which, which serves me best and certainly serves you best. But I was there for it to see, I'm not sure, what do you see for me? And what you just said, you were, you heard the feedback from that gentleman and, and you took it openly and, and perfectly. Talk about that. About taking feedback? Yeah. And the, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, yeah. A hundred percent. You know, so I think, you know, just like when we were, we had some really great, uh, you and I had some really great conversations just in my kitchen. Um, you know, that's, that's the kind of relationship we're talking about, you know, from being, you know, random strangers in a Facebook group to having him, you know, in my home, in my kitchen, sharing coffee, you know, um, I think that's really cool. Um, and so having said that being open to feedback, um, feedback, feedback's everywhere. Like you said, if you make a post on social media and nobody likes or comments on it, that's feedback. Um, it could either mean, you know, nobody likes what you just shared, uh, or it could mean that you don't have enough eyeballs um, to see what you're, you know, you're putting out there. It could mean a lot of things, um, but feedback. So if I weren't open to feedback, you know, let's just get real with this. If I weren't open to feedback, I would still, you know, I would still be in um, a, a job that, that I pushed myself way too hard to earn my significance. Um, I would still be in um, a marriage where I was still trying to prove my worth to anyone that would, you know, anyone around me. Um, I'd still be in denial that I was, I was there for my daughter, but I really wasn't because I was working way too much. You know, I'd still be in all of the, the muck um, and I would have justified it because I wasn't seeing the feedback. I would have justified my circumstances, my situations. And that's the real stuff. I mean, how many of us look at something that's kind of crappy and we just, you know, we just turn our head to it. Um, or justify it, like you said. Or yeah, justify it. It's like, oh, well, it's just, it, it's been a bad month and, and it's fine. And uh, Oh, the algorithms changed in Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, or, whatever. Or what do they you know? know? They don't know. No, they don't, they don't see the bigger picture. They don't know what I've been through. They don't know what I know. And here's the reality is like, if we're not the feedback was always there. The feedback was always there. Um, if, if, you know, oh my gosh, how, how, how is my relationship falling apart randomly? Well, the feedback I think was always there. How, why isn't my new thing that I just launched taking off? Well, the feedback was always there or, or not there, you know? And so when we, when we can just drop the ego, the pride or all this, I guess, bottom line, ans answering the question of how is this going to serve me? 
um, it, it's not selfish at that point because we already know what our heart says. Our heart says we want to launch our business, we want to do the things so it can actually help some people. Um, we know it's not selfish, but how does the feedback serve me right now? Um, you know, so if somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, Michael, you're short, and I hate bald people," and be like, "Wow, well, you're very, you know, perceptive, and I feel, you know, good on you for not liking bald people." It has nothing to do with me now. You know, I've taken myself, my need for for being hurt, um, out of the equation, and I just understood that this person has probably been hurt by somebody that's bald in the past, and is proud that they're taller than than you know my height. So. You know, it has nothing to do with me. But if I can ask myself, well, how does this serve me right now? Well, maybe that doesn't. I can remove myself pretty simply from a situation like that. And I think, you know, when we're trying as entrepreneurs to launch cool things, when we apply this to our business, it's like the feedback's everywhere. If somebody doesn't like your new, you know, your new thing, your new course, your new program, whatever. Well, cool. If you know that it's meant for somebody, you know, very specific and somebody outside of that is giving you negative feedback. Well, just understand they're not the ideal. And, um, and maybe there's a way yet to turn this person into your advocate by allowing them to understand what's really happening with the program, why it's so powerful and for who it's for the results that you're seeing, um, and, and the details of that. Anyway, I, I, yeah. I digress, but I think the feedback is there for a reason. We can only get better from understanding why it's there um, and being able to better apply the feedback once it's in our face. You, you said something that I, I had a recent conversation with somebody about where, where you're talking about, if somebody says to you, Hey, you're short and bald, how you react to it. This, uh, this past week I was having a, this very sort of conversation that uh, what I'm discovering is that if someone were to approach me and say, Hey, Josh, you have a big nose. And that is meant to inflict pain and hurt me. Truth be told, that doesn't do a thing for me. Then I started wondering, well, why is that? It's simply because I have no insecurity around the size of my nose. So therefore, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't sting. It doesn't mean a thing. However, if I have an insecurity uh, about something and somebody you know knows how to dig then it's going to hurt a little more so that is nothing more than valuable feedback my goodness they said this and i'm getting very worked up why is that where is the insecurity what do i need to work on myself if anything yes it could just be you know what they're an evil person and they're just looking for a rise out of somebody and i'm in their way right now but as we're talking about feedback, see if there is an insecurity about something mm. that you can shed and say, wait a minute, I don't care. That, that's, that's on them. Or, okay, is this something I need to look at? Love it. I, you know, that's 100% it. And this is where, you know, again, full circle, looking at if there's that insecurity or if there's an actual, you know, spike of emotion that comes from that, um, understanding where we can improve now. You know, is that something that we've been struggling with for years and maybe we need a professional to help us through it? Or, you know, maybe we, we lack some information or some skills around whatever the thing is. And so there, the feedback, there's so much power in that, you know, and on the on the positive side of, of feedback, you know, when when um, when I go to launch something, I typically will run a couple of um, polls to my audience, especially the right kinds of audiences um, to ask them what they think. Like, hey, if we were to do a new course for 2020. Um, and it included X, Y, and Z, would this be something that would move the needle for you come the new year? 
And when it's a resounding yes or a resounding no, or it's a resounding maybe, well, great, because all that's good feedback. Okay, no, so I'm missing the mark here. So follow-up question, what would move the needle for you? Awesome, here's direct feedback pouring into my lap. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to ask that question if I didn't ask the first. So um, feedback's always positive, I think, if we're, if we're able to look at it that way, and it, it moves us along personally and professionally. Yeah, well, this has been um, my my time very well spent. I adore, obviously, you and this conversation and everything uh, you bring to the table here. In wrapping this up, what is the one thing that you want to leave the listener with to put this in just a nice bow? What have we been saying? What still needs to be said? What can they go forth holding on to? Love it. Um, you know, I think if, if I could wrap it in a nice bow, um, I would just say this, I would just, I would just say this, just know that you are, you're still here for a reason. Um, there's something for you here. Uh, authenticity is your ticket, uh, to all of what you're looking for. Um, and action is the vehicle that gets you there. So if you just know those things, if you know that you have a fate that's still unwritten for you uh just know that you're the only person that can achieve that and action is the way that you get there so just know i mean we're we're, we're proof you know if you want to if you want to know if this is true well just just look at the two guys on this podcast right now how how unlikely is it that we've reached you know newer levels of success and we're still growing um despite and and because of our own stories you know, oh my God. Um, 40 this years is a, this deep, is a, and I'm sure you got many uh, years. I, I know we're not the same age, but in theory, I've got, you know, 21 and a half. I mean, I'm obviously very young. Um, <laughs> I turn 35 next week, actually. Wow. And, you know, this is the proof. The proof is that we're here and we're, we're, we're as, as openly and as clearly and transparently as possible sharing with you what that journey has looked like, where we're at now, and quite frankly, where we're going. You know, so if if you're on that same journey, just just look to to the people that are around you to see that it's true. It's it's happening. Um, you might be at the beginning stage um, and where you can't quite see the, the next light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but just know it's there, and uh, it takes us getting real. It takes us getting uh, open that way with ourselves, so that we can actually truly lead other people. And once we do that, once we do that, the you know those doors that have been bolted bolted shut for so long, start to unlock and, and fall before you. So I think as long as we know that we can see it, um, you know, taking, taking action is then the, uh, the next logical step. So that's I what I've got for it. Amazing. I see the theme here. It's, it's consistent throughout that um, it starts with how you identify with yourself, your own personal identity and how you, for better or worse, relate that to other people. Nobody else is, you know, any different than you are. Uh, change that story for yourself and you'll see the truth within that. Mm. Mike drop or Michael drop, whatever, you know, whatever, whichever way we need to do it. But gosh, I hope, th I hope this rocks somebody's world where they're just like, yeah, I needed this message today. I really do. Great. Uh, episode 150, kindly, my goodness, uh, you, Michael, and you, everybody, uh, tuning in and attending live. Uh, really cool to have you celebrating with us. Um, it's, it's, it's been a great journey. 
Uh, as I've said before, Michael, we'll see you at episode number 200. But even before that, we'll see you at Unlikely. Tell the person listening, how can they get more information, follow up with you, keep the conversation going? Where are they poking and prodding you online? Absolutely. So I play mostly on Facebook um, and then secondarily on Instagram and LinkedIn. But um, yeah, if you if you were to find me on Facebook, you're going to see the links to the event. So if you wanted to come hang with Josh and I, want to have fun out in Salt Lake City in, in a powerful way with some of the most incredible people, both on stage and off stage. Um, if that's if that's you, you can find find all the information through um, through just my personal Facebook, or you can go to uh, the, the famous Bitly link, bit.ly slash unlikely event, capital U in unlikely, and capital E in event. Amazing. As each and every one of you are here, we're going to do it again. Here's to the next 150, and really just to the next one, an episode at a time. If you liked this and you think it warrants it, share it with a friend, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform, wherever you are listening now. It's been a treat and a pleasure. I thank you, Michael. I thank you, the listener. Ah, what a great ride. To be continued. We'll see you all soon. Go get them. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.